0: Welcome to episode 23 of the Dare to Date podcast, where we have the bigger conversations about love, dating and relationships. Are you feeling frustrated? Are you feeling disillusioned? Do you want to meet someone, but you really don't know how? You probably didn't think it was going to be this hard and it's left you not knowing what to do and and quite frankly, thinking that all the good ones must be taken because it feels like there's no quality out there. Now, that's what I want to talk about in this week's podcast. But before I get started, you may be told by your friends that maybe you're too picky, you're too fussy, you should settle. Now, I do not believe anyone should settle at all, because who you choose to have a relationship will have the biggest impact of your life. We actually are the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with. And no one more than who we choose to have a romantic relationship with. They've actually done a big body of research of 178 couples over 30 years. And what they found was that the person that you're with has the biggest impact on who you become. That's huge. The person you're with has the biggest impact on who you become. That can either be positive or it could be negative. So, You could be with someone who inspires you to be a better version of yourself, who has your back that laughs with you along the way and supports you. Or you can be with someone who wears you down to you're barely visible anymore. And the research found that, and it found that you become similar vocabulary, similar levels of intelligence, very similar. So it's one of the most important choices that you will ever make. And it's something that we often leave to chance or we leave to chemistry. And like I said, instead of choosing someone that you have this, you know, electric spark, you also want to, I mean, and that's important, you need attraction, but you want to choose someone who is emotionally intelligent, who's self-aware and who's kind, those characteristics in the long term matter a lot more than some of the superficial filters we apply to the people we choose to date. Now what I'm going to talk about, I'm I'm going to give you some you know cold hard facts. We're going to talk about how people can have too high expectations. We're going to talk about how we often expect someone to be a certain way but we're not that way and we're going to talk about you only have as many options as the type of people that want to date you so you need to be a match for what you want to attract. So let's get started by quickly talking about chemistry. People will often get you know they'll say they don't want to settle but they'll end up settling for someone who's charming maybe you know the the charming false facade and underneath that is not what you see what you see isn't always what you get people can be you know good looking charismatic but underneath they're a player and and i do find that women will often choose that charming facade when there's not that much underneath it. And they'll tell you things like, we felt the most amazing chemistry. I've never felt something like this before. And, you know, chemistry you need, but chemistry acts like a glue that keeps you together. And chemistry is also very addictive. Like when you have chemistry for someone, it's like being on drugs. And the research has proved that that's the reality. And if you get addicted to the wrong type of relationship, it is where it wears you down. And, and I see this. I see it in men and women. Um, I, I see a lot of women that I work with or a lot of women are in events fall into the chemistry trap that they, you know, will say they want a certain type of guy and then that guy doesn't make them happy. And I'll, I'll give you an example of that. I did work with a lady in her 50s that she really wanted the ambitious guy. She wanted the rich guy who had the boat, who had drive and was successful in his career. She dated a string of these guys over a number of years. And they ended up being either more obsessed with their career and she felt neglected and unhappy or they ended up cheating on her because they were top of, <laughs> top of that 1% that every woman wanted and would do anything to get. So the relationships, as much as she had this list of what she wanted, she had chemistry. They weren't had the, you know, they didn't have emotional intelligence. They didn't have the kindness. They didn't have what she really needed. Now, after working with me, she's now in a relationship with a wonderful man who makes her laugh, who she feels safe with, you know, she can't believe how happy she is, but she wouldn't have chosen that a few years ago. It wouldn't have been on her radar because she was choosing what she thought was important. That chemistry was important. You know, the guy that she is with, she's got chemistry with, but he's got what she needs for that long-term wonderful relationship. And, yeah, they're blissfully happy. I also see that with women who come to events. They will be fooled by the guy. The player type of guy is so used to talking to women. He's charming. He knows what works, but he doesn't really care about you or you in the long term. It's all about his needs and his wants and it doesn't work, but it, they're very attractive and there can be a lot of chemistry there. So I do find women falling into that trap I do find men falling into that trap too and it's it's quite interesting that people say they don't want to settle but then they end up settling for someone who makes them miserable in the long term now what can be interesting is I I do work with a lot of people that may again for the moment I'm going to talk about women women may be attracted to a guy and the guy There's a lot of chemistry with, you know, oh, the sex is amazing, I haven't felt like this before, feels really good. So they end up in a relationship, but the guy doesn't really want a relationship. He wants all the benefits of a relationship without any commitment. And he does tell her this, but she thinks she can change him. She thinks that no one else feels quite like this. And because she's got that chemistry, that glue and that addictive thing, she's addicted to the wrong guy. Keep sticking in there, hoping that he's changed. And, you know, I I do find women in these situations sometimes as the guy pulls away, they'll get really anxious and Dating advice is wonderful. You can go Google anything. You can become an expert on attachment style. You can become an expert on narcissists. Yet, it can often make you misdiagnose what's going on. So, you might start to feel anxious when you're dating one of these people that don't want to commit and go, I've just got an insecure attachment style, and make yourself wrong. But the reality is that your feeling of anxiety is coming because he's pulled away from you. And he's not hes not actually meeting your needs. So those feelings are coming up as a warning sign and you're ignoring them, blaming yourself for being too insecure. Now, in a healthy relationship, you don't feel insecure. You don't get those warning signs. I want you to pay attention to what you feel when you meet someone. It really is vital. And look on the flip side, guys can do the same with women who have no interest in them. Chase them, chase them, chase them when the woman doesn't want them. And it's not making them happy and they're getting anxious and stressed. But those feelings are telling you something. Please listen to them. Now, what is really important is Noticing when you date how you feel, your feelings like I said are your guardian angels to keep yourself safe and you know if if you're having those feelings really pay attention and and I recommend doing a list of how you want to feel in a relationship. You're often told to write a list of everything you want but really be conscious of how you want to feel because that's so much more important for the long run and looking at what you need to feel happy Now, I do recommend write a list, write a list of everything you want. And then then I want to see, do you actually meet the requirements of your own list? Okay. Do you meet what you say you want? This is a really important one because I come across so many singles that say they want something that they're not, right? So, for example, they're looking for someone to respect them, yet they don't respect others or they don't respect themselves. They hate how flaky it is when people are, when it comes to dating. You know how they don't bother to end relationships properly that they ghost. Yet they're flaky to others and end relationships by ghosting. They don't like being judged by others. They feel like everyone's too judgmental or harsh or rejects them, yet they're highly judgmental of others and themselves. They're looking for someone who's slim and healthy when they're overweight and unhealthy. You have to be your list. So to attract the right person, make sure you have the qualities that you're looking for. Again, if you want someone to respect you, do you respect yourself? If you want someone who gives you time, do you give yourself time at others? If you want someone who gives you, you know, who meets your needs and you're an over-giver, you might need to learn how to receive. Because if you're always focused on trying to make them happy, And nothing's come back the other way practice receiving that will be the bit that you're missing again if you're looking for someone fit and healthy are you fit and healthy you get the drift be what you're looking for because if you're in a healthy place where you actually accept and value yourself you'll attract someone who accepts and values you too so if you want unconditional love start to give yourself love first and then you'll know how it feels to be valued, to have boundaries. And you'll, you won't accept less than that from someone else. Because I'm telling you, if you feel like you're not good enough, you're likely to attract a person who agrees with you. If you're unavailable, you're likely to attract people who are unavailable. You know, the players, the cheats, the liars, those that can't give you commitment because they're scared of it. So it, it, everything starts with us. If you don't value yourself, you'll attract people who don't value you. They could be cheaters, liars, people who expect too much. If you want a relationship, but your main belief is you're not worthy of one, you'll either get a relationship that reinforces your view of not being worthy, where you feel shit all the time, or you won't get a relationship at all. If you believe life is all about struggle and being difficult, then you may get something you want and lose it, or you may have a difficult relationship. So, people, it's really important to look at what you are. Because like does attract like in that way. Sometimes it will opposites attract. So, you know, if if I don't have good self-esteem, I'll attract someone that reinforces it. You know, I like to bake cake, you like to eat it, is how it works. So when you come from that healthy valuing yourself, you don't accept the bad treatment and the key is to notice how it feels when you're with someone and if you do feel some of those warning signs, listen to them rather than being blinded by chemistry. Now I said that you're only, you know, you've only got as many options as the people that you want to, who want to date you and it can be really common To have unrealistic expectations so if you're not your list you can't expect to get someone who matches that but it 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 can go a step further you know maybe you want to date someone that's 20 years younger that's all fine and good if the person 20 years younger wants to date you if you find you're getting knocked back and knocked back and knocked back it's important to look at you now usually older guys can date younger women But usually you have to bring something to the table. So maybe it's that safety, it's that security. You rarely see an unemployed man in their 60s with young children dating a woman in their 30s or 40s. it's, It's not appealing. Most people want to try and get the best that they can and that's why being your list is important. You may feel like you don't like singles of your age And I hear everyone saying that, there's no good singles who are 50, there's none that's 60, there's none that are 70, they're all boring. Now I can tell you that they're not. It's a generalization that isn't true. Often you can be trying to look for the top 1% and there's only so many of the top 1% and that top 1% could be like my story of the rich successful guy that will mess around because he's driven by his ego it's not always the qualities that are important in a relationship. So those unrealistic expectations is you, you want the guy that's got the boat, you want someone who's rich, you want someone who can make you laugh, you want them to have no baggage, you want them to live five k's from your house. And men do the same thing, maybe they want the Elle look lookalike when they're overweight and they're 55 they want her to have a sense of humor they want her to be financially secure so sometimes all of those criteria are so narrow that you're pricing yourself out of the market it's a bit like you know you could love the million dollar house but if you've only got 300 grand it doesn't matter how much you love it you can't afford to buy it so it all starts with you and you know another story I do want to tell you is often our criteria is so narrow that we miss out on the very people that can make you happy a bit like a woman the woman I told you that I was coaching she was looking for love in all the wrong places being disappointed by all guys are cheating and missing a really amazing guy who made her happy and I see shades of that so like I said before it's not about It's not about being too fussy or too picky. It's about being fussy or picky on the stuff that matters. And, you know, it's kind of a hard thing when we say be realistic. But if everyone's looking for the top 1%, you know, people will come away from, you know, maybe something like speed dating and be disappointed that no one chose them. But when you ask them, they've only chosen one person. Now, if everyone's choosing the one person, everyone else is left single. It's simple maths. Now, I want to tell you a story of a guy in the UK, 26-year-old, right? And he did a mathematical equation to see how many women would be suitable. And a lot of his criteria was okay. And then he got so narrow. And this is what I see singles do. So this guy started off, he's 26. He wants someone that lives in the same country. So in the UK, there's 30 million, but he wants them to live in London. So only 4 million live in London. Of that, he wants to date someone within a couple of years of his age. So there's 20% of the people that meet that. So he's down to 800,000. Of that, he works out that 50% are going to be single. So that's 400,000. Now, he wants them to go to uni. So about 26% of girls that age go to uni. So he's down to 104,000. Now, this is where he gets picky. He reckons that he could only be attracted to 5% of those women, which is really, you know, he only wants the top 5%. So he brings it down to 5,200. At least he's realistic to go only 5% of women will be attracted to him. So it's down to 260 then he reckons that only 10% he's going to have connection with. So he's down to 26 women. From <laughs> That is such a narrow criteria. And before you get depressed, if, simple maths, if he'd have changed the last three, if he'd have thought I could be attracted to 20% of women, and 20% of women could be attracted to me, and, and 20% we could have connection. He's gone from 26 to 1,000. So simple maths is widening that will get you different results. Getting to know people first will get you different results. You know, that instant liking someone, they could either be a player, it could be your pattern, or it's, it's, it's chemistry. Chemistry can slow and build. The, the player, you know, can be really good at conversation. and. The average guy isn't, and look, women—it's unnatural habitat. We're we're quite comfortable chatting to people. We we don't tend to get as nervous, and when guys don't present, they're all, they're often not putting themselves forward. And the judgmental way we can approach dating can be putting guys off too. Like they feel judged, they feel not good enough. So, if you could just instead of going for that top one or five percent. Expand your scope by 20 to 30 percent. You're gonna find some really wonderful singles in there. I'm telling you, there really, really are. And instead of being frustrated, you can everything can change. But I want you to go into dating a lot different. Go into dating, noticing how you feel, noticing instead of denying your feelings, does it feel good? Are you having fun? Get rid of the interview questions, be curious. Have fun, see how it is. And, you know, stop thinking that you don't want to waste people's time because sometimes you're wasting time being too harsh, you know, at at, at that top of the process. And, you know, you don't need to settle. You just need to look at what is really important out there. So what you need to do is don't rely too much on chemistry. Be the list of what you want to attract. Are you pricing yourself out of the market? Is your criteria so narrow that no one is going to fit it? You know, you want to be picky about whether they're kind, whether they're emotionally intelligent, whether they're self-aware. And, you know, I'm not sure if you listened to last week's podcast, which where I interviewed Tracy, where she fell in love on Tinder with someone, and they're both over 50, Now, they both had some narrow criteria that they could have quite easily missed out on each other. He didn't want to be, he hates cats, he's allergic to cats, didn't want to be with anyone with a cat. She had a cat. She did disclose that. He gave it the benefit of the doubt, but it could have been a very strict no. And she didn't really, she came from the UK, didn't really want to date an English guy, had a lot of judgments around that. But they both put aside those preconceived, you know, um, criteria and they met. Now, it wasn't instant chemistry. They liked each other, but they kind of went slow. It probably was around five dates before they kind of go, wow. You know, I I sometimes think that we think that we're going to know. Now, they are so in love, so in love that she cried. He is so much beyond what she expected to get and she got everything that she wanted. She didn't need to settle, but she got the self-aware, conscious, kind, non-judgmental guy. And she is one of the least judgmental people I know. And she attracted someone who's also not so judgmental. And their love story is wonderful. They're planning on moving in and they couldn't be happier, but they could have missed each other if they'd have applied that superficial criteria. So that's where I'm coming from. You know, give people a little bit more of a chance. And there are so many wonderful singles out there that you can meet just by expanding it that little bit and, and by looking at yourself first. And you don't want to price yourself out of the market. It's a bit like, I don't know, houses are selling like hotcakes now. And if the if the house is sold for for the right price buyers will buy it but houses that are overpriced stay on the market forever you don't want to be that and you know my whole intention of doing these is is to really i love people finding who they who makes them happy and nothing makes me happier and it always makes me sad when people have these narrow criteria and and are overly judgmental and they're, they're missing great people. Anyway, my name is Debbie Rivers. I am a relationship coach and I hope whatever you do, it puts a smile on your face. Thanks for taking the time to listen and happy dating.